Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the football convention. My name is Nick Baradwaj. I'm going to be hosting today's episode. Uh, along with me today are, are my friends LS Shandy from Bangalore and also Adi Narayan from uh, Bangalore. Um, today, primarily, we're going to be covering the transfer window that, that just closed. And we're going to be covering a very uh, broad um, variety of topics. But to kick things off, I'm going to ask... I think I'm going to point this out to Ellis and ask, hey, do you think, what do you think about this transfer window being the best transfer window in Europe? And do you think this was possibly the best transfer window in the Premier League? Uh, personally, I think Real Madrid had the, had the best transfer window this season because like, they replaced Cristiano Ronaldo with another superstar, that is Eden Hazard. Finally got their man after a long summer last season where Hazard clearly stated he wanted to move to the Spanish Giants. So gotcha. they got they got Jovic as well. Uh, another great striker who's like on his, on his day quite threatening. They got in Ferlin Mendy from Leon, another pacey left back. So I'd say Real Madrid have had the best transfer window in a while and in fact best transfer window in Europe this season as well. Um going off of that, um I think Arme did have a good window, but at the same time I think the way they dealt with the whole bail situation could have been could have been better, but um, obviously that's up to the board of directors. But Adi, I'm going to see. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that Real Madrid had a good window. I wouldn't call it their best window, but yeah, it was pretty good. They got Eden Hazard to like finally uh, replace Cristiano Ronaldo, and the boy that he'd left in the squad was pretty evident last season. So yeah. And they got other acquisitions as well uh, in the form of Luka Jovic and Ferdinand Mendy. So yeah, they had a pretty good window. And up to how they perform in the league. Yeah. Um, so overall, do you guys think that we've this was the best transfer window in Europe that we've had that we've seen so far, or do you think we've got better to come? Um, personally, I think this is by far being the best, if not the most entertaining, because I remember the one as a United fan, I, I like the one where Paul Park was signed for us. But on the yeah. whole, as a, on the whole, uh, for the football world, I think this is by far being the, uh, the best transfer window. And I think in the Premier League, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, personally, might split opinions, but I, I feel they've had a good transfer window because like they're known for like not you know uh, making signings for, for over yeah. yeah and and on the deadline day they were linked with like three four quality players and that was, that was very interesting um yeah. i was also surprised to see ericsson not leave um i was convinced he was off somewhere but moving on um what do you folks what do you guys think of the effect of the premier league window closing early because i personally thought it was odd because i'm so used to the the window closing shut everywhere at the same time every year and seeing this new thing where all the Premier League deals went through early and then I'm still seeing deals go through after everywhere else was 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 quite odd. Adi, what, what's your take on this? Um, with the Bender closing early in the Premier League, it obviously has a negative impact on clubs because yeah. uh, you have clubs all around Europe wanting to like poach players from Premier League clubs. Absolutely. So, yeah, and, and that reduces the morale in most Premier League squads and you can't replace a player that's been sold 
and you'll have to wait until the next window. So yeah, which is like these does months. have a negative impact. And let's start. Yeah, I think Adi hit the nail on the head here because, you know, I, I found it absolutely ridiculous, you know, for the Premier League window, like the best league in the world, according to me, shutting down the transfer window, shutting down around 15, 20 days before the European window. I found it ridiculous. Yeah, that was... You know, I, it's one thing for the bottom five, six clubs whose players won't get forced by the foreign leagues or you'd say like the top eight clubs or top 10 clubs in England are, you know, they're very prone to uh, clubs from foreign countries trying to post their players. So suppose a player, like, let, I just pull pull one out of the bags. Let's say Paul Pogba handed in a transfer request after the window. I, I don't think United can could have replaced Paul Pogba, especially, you know, with their academy players. I don't think we have a good at attacking midfielder coming through. So it, not just for United, for like literally any club, a, a star player, puts in a transfer request, Wilfred Zaha, for example. You, there's no way clubs like Crystal Palace, Everton, etc. can replace these players from their academy. So so I feel, I don't know what the FA was thinking when they took this decision. I, I, I've heard it's going to change for next season. I'm not quite sure. But I just hope it does, mate, because this can't carry on. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to close out on this topic by saying I think the FA, I think it backfired on them. Um because I'm pretty sure what they're aiming to do was keep English talent um, and and gain foreign talent. But at the same time, what happened was they actually closed off gaining foreign talent, but still allowed for English talent to leave. For example, like Trippier, like he left at Madrid. But we're going to move on um, to a, a topic that I personally think should be discussed. It's called, it's the price inflation in the current market. And my personal take is, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I love Harry Maguire. I think he's done pretty all right for united so far but 80 million is that, that's bizarre like I, I i think he's a class a defender i think he knock on like knock on wood but i think he is gonna like prove to be a great servant for united but come on man like i think everyone like should realize that he's not worth 80 mil like ls i'm gonna point this to you because you're a fellow united fan but um, what do you think about the just overall price inflation in the market, not just Harry Maguire? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. You know, and even with the whole ne Neymar fiasco, you know, he went to Paris for a two hundred million, yeah. then the next two windows later, he's linked with Barca again for a two hundred million. I think the sums thrown around here are absolutely bonkers. Right? This can't continue. I, I feel you know we're sitting this fine line, you know, because. On one side, you, you look at signings like Van Dijk, who, who cost almost the same as Maguire. But then no one's saying anything now because he's a Champions League winner. He's proved his haters, doubters wrong. Yeah. So, at the same time, you look at Maguire, who's arguably similar to Van Dijk. I wouldn't say equal. I mean, he's very yeah. similar to Van Dijk based on his adding ability, his, his passing ability. But then it, it turns out to be, you know, if United finish outside the top four, again, people are pulling out memes and trolls like Maguire, is this worth 80 million? But then the same thing could have happened to Van Dijk. So it's a fine line, I'd say. But then absolutely, this can't continue. It was like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if in a year or two, Mbappe goes off to Real for what, 300 million, 350 million. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous. But then three years back, or when Ronaldo signed from uh, United to Real for 80 million, you'd never say Neymar would be worth 220 million as well. Ellis, I'm going to cut you off right there because I want to hear Adi's opinion on this because I know as an Arsenal fan, the whole Wilfred Zaha debacle that yeah. happened this summer with price inflation, I want to know what your take is on this before we close out and move on. Mm -hmm. So the whole 
Neymar fiasco started off this ridiculous yeah. inflation. One hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, and and I feel it's it's just absurd because they were linked with Zaha and Palace demanded eighty million, and eighty yeah. million for Zaha is just it's it's bizarre. I wouldn't and, drop more than forty on him. Like that's just yeah, that's stretching it. That's stretching exactly. it. He's worth forty-five at most. Yeah, anyway, moving on. And yeah, and we got uh, Nicholas Pepe for seventy-two yeah. million, and. Seventy-two million is isn't cheap, right? I mean, it's obviously expensive, but then got him, you know, through installments, and that's a pretty good deal. But then, yeah, um, talking about inflation, the ridiculous inflation that uh, exists in today's market. Um, I mean, for players like Harry Maguire going for eighty million, it's just, it just speaks for itself, right? Nineteen-year-old delay going for a hundred million as well. Yeah, yeah. So soon you could probably you know find defenders or goalkeepers moving. Clubs for like about a hundred million or so. Oh, absolutely! And that's thing like your future. It's not yeah. even a It's just it's it's just the truth. Um, all right, guys, moving on to our quick fire. This is where we're going to be closing out the video. Um, I'm going to be asking you just. I mean, I need one word answers. Um, all right, Adi, signing of the window. Go. Um, it's a hard one. I'd say Sarabria to PSG. Okay, uh, Ellis. I'd say Nicolas Pepe to Arsenal. For me personally, I thought it was delight to Juventus because they gained an absolute cracker of talent. Worst transfer, LS, go. I'd say Marcus Lorente from Real to Atletico for a thirty-five million to replace Rodri. I think that was that was bonkers. Adi, worst transfer, Jao Felix, the one twenty. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would. I was actually thinking. Um, I was actually thinking Jao Felix at the same. Uh, Jao Felix to Atletico, but at the same time, I was also thinking. And this might be just me being an Arab fan, but I think Alexis to Inter was, was, was ridiculous. Moving on. One position you want your club to sign, uh, Adi? Um, a centre-half. Centre-half, okay. Um, Ellis, what do you think about United? Mm, I think one position we've been crying out for years has been the right-winger, especially with an ageing Mata. I, I feel a right-winger right -winger is absolutely necessary for us. I think we need someone up front who can attack. Um, I mean, we've got Rashford and Martial, but that's just me. Um, all right, we're moving on to specifics here. Um, LS, one player you want United to sign? Since I said we'd rather sign a right winger, I'd, I'd have to say Jaden Sancho, you know. Okay, he's, absolutely. He's, I would. He's the profile of the players that Solskjaer is looking for. English, uh, young, and I think he'll absolutely be perfect for United. Ali, one player you want to sign for your club? Um, I wouldn't quite call it as one player, but then there are a couple of players who... I'd like to sign um, John Tenta. Uh, oh, he's, a he's an amazing player. And Julian Draxler. I mean, we have been linked with him in the past, and I feel he'd be a perfect perfect. Eric Trough, because we're, moving, we're losing time, but top six predictions, yeah. Adi, go. Um, champions elect Liverpool, followed by Man City. Then I think Tottenham in third, Arsenal to make the cut to top four, and then United and Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea. Okay, Ellis, give me your opinion. I I just can't see Liverpool winning the league in my lifetime. So it has to be City, Liverpool, <laughs> Spurs, Spurs for third, Arsenal. I think they'll get top four with Aubameyang, yeah. and Pepe. I think United to finish in the Europa League and Chelsea to follow us at sixth place. All right, I'm gonna wrap up with mine here. I think um, as much as I hate to see this, um, I think City is gonna win it this year again, three times in a row. Liverpool comes second, Spurs. For fourth, I think it's a uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna come down to the wire depending on how we do mid season. 
So I think fourth is going to be either Arsenal or United. It's going to be a toss-up with that mid-season battle. And then obviously Chelsea just, they need to improve their attack. Um, we're out of time, boys. Um, I had fun with this. Um, for all our viewers, thank you for watching. Um, we're going to have a lot more videos coming out soon. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Have a good one, boys.